Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. To give a backstory, I was born in China and grew up in North Dakota. I have a huge love for podcasting, and I decided to take my three favorite things mental health, self improvement, and adoption and create what you are now listening to. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the Nest Podcast. Anyway, to start off this episode, I just wanted to say from the last episode that the bruise on my back is a lot better. So I appreciate all the concern. It it was rough and it really hurt when I walked, but I am better. Those stairs can really get you though. So always make sure you are paying attention and not multitasking while going up or down the stairs because you can fall up the stairs and it can be equally as painful. I would argue falling down the stairs is more painful than falling up the stairs, but I mean, that's just my opinion. But anyway, just wanted to get that out there before we start the episode. So, as always, what's been happening lately? My volleyball team, we are undefeated. It's pretty good. Yeah, so we're doing pretty well with that. But otherwise, that's pretty much it. I haven't really done a whole lot of stuff. Well, I guess what did come out recently is I don't know if you guys watch Netflix, but I love Netflix as most slash all teenagers, young adults do, is watch Netflix. Now in the summer, like some of my favorite shows, their newest season has come out. So I've been trying to also do all the stuff that I need to get done Plus, get done with the new season of my shows. And those shows would be season four of Stranger Things. It is such a great show. It's a little more scary and gory, I would say. But it's a really good show. Like the first season, that one I think will take the cake. Because it just sets the show up for such a great kind of plot twist, storyline stuff like that. So I would say the first season is my favorite still, but the fourth season, I like it so far. And then another season that came out is All American. I do really like that show, and I'm watching the newest season. I'm not sure what season that is, but I know I am watching the newest season with my friends, so that's been really fun. But yeah, that one also is a good season. And another show that I love to watch. I know maybe people my age might not watch this show, but I love it. And I'm just getting down to the end of like the show for good because I think this is the last season, but it is This Is Us. It is so good. So if anybody watches it and like wants to talk about it, let me know because that show is so good. I've met a few people though that watch it, so it's good. But not very many people my age, but hey, it is really a really great show. So I've been finishing up that. I don't know when that season came out. I think it came out a while ago, though, but I'm just finishing it up. I know I have been kind of slacking on my Netflix watching, but that's not even on Netflix, but whatever. I'm still watching that on Hulu, I think. But yeah, so I've been catching up with my shows, but I'm also watching Grey's Anatomy, too. Which, that takes a long time, but is also a really good show. 
So anyway, I am watching literally so many shows right now at a time, and I don't even watch TV that much. I used to watch a lot of TV, but now I don't really, which I'd love to, but it's just I don't have that much time anymore, and I'm busy, so I'm not watching as much TV, which is also good. So anyway, I'm still finishing up that, but otherwise, that is all that I have been doing. Okay, so with that being said, let's get right into the main part of the episode which is stereotypes regarding mental health and just like mental health stereotypes. So before we start, I want to put a disclaimer again that in no way am I a medical professional, in no way do I have a degree, and that everything that I say and everything that I comment on is my opinion and just things that I see kind of around the world we live in today. So, take everything with as much and as little weight as you want, but I'm putting it out there that this stuff and the stuff that I say within the whole podcast, within all the episodes that I have, it is not by somebody who is properly trained, by somebody who has been fully educated in terms where they earn a degree. So, I just want to put that out there once again. So, now with that being out there again, to start off, I want to define what a stereotype is. So, according to Google, which is definitions from Oxford languages, a stereotype is a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. So, I just want to make sure that we kind of have that definition out there, you know, to define terms so everyone is on the same page as to what a stereotype is. So now that we have that out of the way, I also want to say this, that mental health is something everybody has. I've said that before, and I'll say it again, just like your physical health, but now with mental illness, that's a whole different kind of thing. Mental health and mental illness are different. Mental health is just like literally your mental health. Mental illness is literally like an illness, a sickness within your psychological and emotional well-being. So there's a difference between that. So anyway, people with mental illness struggle just like how anybody in the world struggles, but people with mental illness, they don't just struggle with symptoms and the disabilities from that disease or that illness. But what people don't know and that people may overlook is that not only do people with mental illness struggle with the symptoms and disabilities that come from the illness, but they also struggle with being challenged by the stereotypes and misconceptions about mental illness. And I think that's something that is really important to hear because people just don't think about that. They think about, oh, yeah, you know, just like any illness, a cold, you have your symptoms like runny nose, sore throat. Also, what I'm trying to get at is not only are there the symptoms of the mental illness, but these stereotypes, these negative stereotypes are making it harder for people with mental illness to live with mental illness because of these stereotypes. So, like I said, That is something very good to know and to hear and to keep that in the back of your mind 
and to really try to not be a person that increases the amount of stereotypes in our society and to be the type of person that does not discriminate against people with mental illness and to be the type of people that don't let their stereotypes or society's stereotypes impede on one's thoughts and judgments on the person. Now, I think I used the right word, impede. But anyway, I meant to say, like, do not have it, like, fully cloud your judgment, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so now that I got that out of the way, too, I want to also say that the episode will be regarding stereotypes about mental health at first, like, overall just mental health. And then we'll get into stereotypes and generalizations and myths about anxiety because like I said, this whole podcast has an emphasis on anxiety because that is the thing that I am most familiar with. So to start off, let's go into some effects of negative stereotypes. So a common effect of a negative stereotype is that it can really affect the perceptions of others. And the stereotypes also create an unhealthy view on somebody's personal identity and somebody's worth that it's just no good for both sides. Like, don't be stereotyping, negatively stereotyping, because not only it does not benefit you, like, what is the benefit of somebody negatively stereotyping another person. Like, I cannot think of one positive thing that comes out of that. And also vice versa, what is the positive of somebody being negatively stereotyped by another person? There is literally no positive outcome. So just putting that out there, nothing, no positive, no good can come out of that. Putting negative stereotypes and acting on those negative stereotypes, no no party benefits. So... Another effect of the negative stereotypes is that those who are being stereotyped against, I believe that's the right way to say it, they may be less likely to seek out help and treatment because like you are acting upon your stereotypes, it frightens people. It makes people have doubts about other people that will not stereotype and in their head by you stereotyping somebody and acting on those stereotypes. The person with the mental illness may not seek help or treatment because they think, oh, this person is treating me differently because of my mental illness and because they're acting on their stereotypes that I don't know if I can even trust the real professionals and I don't even know if I can trust a therapist or a doctor or somebody with a medical license that can actually help me. They don't believe that and they will have doubts about that because you're discriminating and you're stereotyping against them. They may feel like, now, like I said, my opinion, generalizing, but they could possibly think that you, on behalf of all other humans, are thinking the same thing. So just by you acting on the negative stereotype, it affects that one person tremendously. They start believing the negative stereotype they project their ne- that negative stereotype you projected onto them, they may adapt and adopt a negative perception of themselves. And they also may believe that their mental illness defines who they are, which if anybody didn't know, their mental, anybody's mental illness 
Anybody's mental illness does not define who they are. You are so much more than a mental illness. And that is not who you are. So never let your mental illness define who you are at your core. And just please do not let it define you. And do not let it define your capabilities. Do not let it define your worth. Do not let it define what you deserve. Because this is an effective uh, negative stereotype that the world, the society is projecting on everybody with a mental illness. So disregard all of that because you deserve all the happiness in the world. You deserve all the love in the world. It's like these stereotypes can make people with a mental illness think otherwise. And do we really want that? Like, is that really, as a society, I don't know, is that really what we want? I know that is not what I want. I do not want my stereotypes or anybody's stereotypes, anybody's negative stereotypes to make people feel less than who they are. So that is my opinion, and I hope that's your opinion, but I'm not going to put words in your mouth. But I just know what my opinion is, and that's my opinion. Another effect of negative stereotypes is that the person you are putting your negative stereotype on, they can feel degraded. They can feel like they have lost value in themselves. So again, there is like not a positive that is coming out from that. So I hope you can see that. There's not a positive that's coming out. You're not helping anybody. So, you know, do with that information as you will. I just want to put that out there, though. Now, I also wanted to go back to this. So, what does, like, mental health stigma, what, like, is that? So, mental health stigma is pretty much like society's disapproval or when the society as a whole places, like, shame on people who do have a mental illness or who seek help for their anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, PTSD, you name it. It's just the disapproval and the shame that the society puts on people. That's the stigma that we are referring to around mental health. And this stigma and this pressure can come from family, friends, society, co-workers, strangers, you know, you name it. And hopefully we're trying not to add to this negative stigma and we're trying not to do this, but it's good to be aware of how we are doing it. And so that we can hopefully identify that and try to hold our tongue and not contribute to the stigma. So the stigma, like I said, comes from stereotypes. So I also thought that was a very important thing to put out there too, as to what like the stigma around mental health is. So now some stereotypes that are revolving around people with mental illness is that people think others with a mental illness can be crazy. Now that's not all people, but like I said, kind of generalization, they may think that people that have a mental illness are crazy, which I think that statement and that stereotype and generalization about people with mental health that they're, or that people with a mental illness are crazy, I would argue that statement is actually crazy and that stereotype is actually crazy. Because first off, it's crazy to be stereotyping that these people with a mental illness are crazy because mental illness can literally stem from anything. It could be 
from a very traumatic experience. It could be from an experience in one's childhood. It could be from one's childhood. It could be from something like their genes. It could be just in their DNA. So that is also something to point out is that some people just have it in their genes and in their DNA, but nobody is born right off the bat with a mental illness. Nobody with a mental illness is born with their mental illness. And another stereotype is that people with mental illnesses is that they're violent and dangerous. But there's a small minority of people that actually have a mental illness, small minority of them commit violent crimes and acts. So that's a stereotype. That's not a fact. A small, small, small amount of them. And so why is mental health so stigmatized? I think it's just a lack of awareness. People don't really fully understand what mental health, what mental illness, what this stuff even is. And so, you know, with this podcast, I hope to bring awareness to it because this is something that everybody has. I bet we've all stereotyped things, groups of people. We've all stereotyped something. And so to no one to learn about the effects of stereotyping, especially when it comes to mental health. And another thing I want to say regarding the stereotypes in mental health is that a big, big role and factor into the stereotypes and into the opinions people have about people with mental illness, I think, and I know, and this is a fact, because there have been many studies on this, and the many studies have found that the media and the entertainment industry, they play a vital role in shaping the public's opinions about mental health and mental illness. Because in movies, in the media, in entertainment, a lot of people with mental health illnesses and mental health conditions, whatnot, they are portrayed in the media and in the entertainment industry as things like dangerous, violent, unpredictable, unreliable, like all over the place, unorganized. And so just by the media, people consume a lot of media, people consume a lot of the entertainment industry, and this is shaping how the society views people with mental illness because the media and the entertainment industry are not portraying them correctly and accurately. They are single-handedly shaping the world's stereotypes and shaping the opinions of everyone and shaping people's opinions of those with a mental illness. And the entertainment industry, the media, they often feature and display negative images and stereotypes about mental illness and conditions that have been inaccurately, well, mostly inaccurately portraying people with a mental illness. Now, that's not saying all movies and all shows are not correct with a mental illness or whatever, whatnot. I'm just saying this is what studies have found. It's what studies have found. So don't take my word for it. Take all of the studies' words for it. And so yeah, the stigma, the stereotypes, the discrimination, this is all around us. This is sadly what society has become and what society is taught to know. So 
just please, please reflect and see if you are maybe adding to the stigma, to the stereotypes surrounding mental health. Because if you are, I ask you to please stop and to please educate yourself and to look in at the awareness. So that's all I got to say for stereotypes and stigmas regarding the mental health. So now let's go to anxiety, the stereotypes about anxiety. So let's talk about some of the stereotypes about people with anxiety. So the first stereotype is that anxiety stems from trauma. And I kind of touched on this with just regarding mental health in general. Well, anxiety can come from a traumatic life event, whatnot. Something really terrible, really traumatic doesn't have to happen for somebody to struggle with anxiety. Your anxiety can be triggered by something, by an adjustment, by a big change, you know? It can also be through, you know, your genes and your genetics. So it's a stereotype to be thinking that everybody's anxiety stems from a trauma because that's just not the case. Another stereotype is that peace and quiet, that that's calming for people with anxiety. Now, yes, to some people, it may be very calming, but to other people with anxiety, it may not be calming. So that's just a stereotype. It's not true. It's not a fact because it can often be the exact opposite. It can actually be that people with anxiety tend to be more anxious when they are in a quiet setting in a slow-paced area. Why? Well, because people with anxiety like to overthink a lot and their mind races. So if they're somewhere quiet, it may not be so much as calming, as relaxing as you may think. It may actually tune up and make their overthinking become louder, flipping that dial, that volume dial on high because you're not distracted by that fast-paced environment. You're in a slow-paced, everything's slowing down around you, so that's when your mind starts cranking up the pace and cranking up the volume. So that's a stereotype and a misconception. And then, so, another one is that everybody with a mental illness, that everybody's triggers are the same, which is also a misconception. It's a misconception because it's also not true. A lot of people think the most common factors that anxiety comes from are things like one specific experience or one specific traumatic event or something like their biggest fear, something like an extreme phobia they have. And they think those are just triggers. Those are very common triggers. It can be. But people think triggers for anyone with an anxiety disorder that they're just the same. And just because one thing triggers you and triggers your anxiety doesn't mean your friend who also has an anxiety disorder, it does not mean that same thing will trigger them. And that is silly to think that because everybody's anxiety is different. So that's why it's a common misconception and a stereotype is by thinking triggers are universal because they're not. Another stereotype is that the same thing will always trigger you. Your same triggers will always be the triggers that will cause your anxiety to flare up. Well, no, that is not the case. 
Humans evolve, personalities evolve, life evolves, our anxiety evolves. We're not all the same. If the same thing always triggers you, yes, it cannot always trigger you for X amount of time, but it's not going to always, always trigger you. So again, humans evolve. Our anxiety evolves with us. I mean, the same thing could trigger you a few times in a row, but not always. And there are things that can really help people that do get triggered by something all the time. But that's a misconception and a stereotype to think on behalf of everybody with an anxiety disorder that the same triggers will always trigger them. So another stereotype is therapy and medicine will manage one's anxiety. Now don't get me wrong, therapy and medicine is a great way to treat anxiety, but it's not a fix, it's not a guaranteed solution to one's anxiety. Yes, it will help and it may be able to manage it, but not every single medicine because there's a lot of different types of medicine to help manage anxiety. There's no cure for anxiety. Therapy is not a cure for anxiety. Therapy is a way to help manage it. You're right, but there are multiple different kinds of therapy. Also, it's a stereotype because what kind of therapy? What would you define as therapy? There's exposure therapy, talk therapy, you name it. There's also different medicines, so you can't say therapy in general, medicine in general. It may not work. Therapy may not work for someone you know that has an anxiety disorder. It may not work, but medicine might work for them. So everybody's different. That's why it's a stereotype. You have to really do what's best for you. You can't put that on the general population and say, anybody with anxiety, go to therapy and have some medicine and you can manage it. Mm, by hearing that, you may think, mm, probably not. That's why it's a stereotype. Another stereotype is that only introverts have it. Well, that is a stereotype because it really, honestly, does not matter if you are an introvert or if you are an extrovert. Any type of personality can develop an anxiety disorder and can have anxiety because sometimes the most talkative person you know or the most outgoing person you know could be the one that struggles the most with anxiety. So think about that. And because anxiety is a medical condition and just like anything, one personality type doesn't just have one specific medical condition. So it's like anxiety disorder, that's a medical condition. And people of any personality and any background, they can and they have, and they may be dealing with a medical condition right now. So it does not matter your personality type or anything. You can still get a medical condition, which anxiety disorder is a medical condition. So that's why this is a stereotype. Another stereotype is that it makes you weak. This one I have a lot to say for because I would argue it makes you strong. Now I'm just flipping the opposite. But if you have anxiety, you are anything but weak. If you struggle with your mental illness, you are anything but weak. Anything but weak. Because there are days when you can feel so exhausted and tired and just defeated. And if you felt like that and you're listening to it, 
This is why you're strong. And with that stereotype, it's like the idea of having anxiety means a person's weak. If you have an anxiety disorder, nothing weak about it. Nothing weak about acknowledging it because I believe that you acknowledging it and you seeking out help, you're telling people that is the exact thing that makes you strong. It's not making you weak. It's making you strong. If you're living with this, you are, you are strong. End of discussion. Because facing anxiety is very different for everybody. But to face and to overcome and to manage your anxiety, you have to be very in tune with yourself. You have to be very aware of your habits, your excuses. You have to be very aware of just who you are. And you need to overcome the internal blockages, if you will. And in order to do that, you have to find the inner strength. You have to find the power, the purpose, and the meaning, and your drive to overcome this. And so it is far, 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 far from weak. If you're doing that, you are not weak. You are strong. End of discussion. Now, another misconception is that people with anxiety can be known as arrogant and too good for something and rude. This is also a stereotype and a misconception because people with anxiety may definitely come off as rude and arrogant. Yeah, for sure, because anxiety looks like canceling last-minute plans, not being overly enthusiastic about something. And yeah, I can definitely see why people with stereotype, those with anxiety, as being arrogant because, yeah, some people have social anxiety. So let's say everybody, you're having a big party or whatever, you want your friend to come. They're like saying, yeah, they will or whatever, but last minute they decline. They may make up an excuse. They may lie. That's their decision. But you may think they're being arrogant and rude, that they decline last minute. But in all actuality, they have social anxiety. And social anxiety, just like any disorder, mental illness, can be very crippling. So it's not that they're trying to be rude. It's that they're trying to protect themselves. That's it. Hear that again. They're not trying to be rude. They're trying to protect themselves. Nobody likes being in a crippling, uncomfortable environment and a hard environment to function. And nobody likes that. So how do you think a person with social anxiety feels to be in a big, massive social setting? Probably not good, right? Even though you feel great, you're an extrovert, you love parting it up, someone with social anxiety just doesn't. I mean, there are a lot of factors that can go into this stereotype of being arrogant. For example, canceling plans last minute may come off as rude, too good, arrogant, whatnot. In all actuality, it could be because that person has crippling anxiety. And the reason why the person was hyping it up and leading it up to be so excited for this social event is because people with anxiety also, I'm not saying this is a fact, but a lot of people with anxiety are people pleasers. So they're hyping it up because they know you're an extrovert, they know you're excited, they're hyping it up, they're thinking that it'll be good, and maybe in their mind, it's great. But by the time it's crunch time, night before, few minutes before you're supposed to 
head out for the social event, anxiety kicks in. You have to cancel. You know, I don't want to be spending one of my open nights at a place that makes me feel weak and vulnerable and uncomfortable. And at a place that eats me alive in my mind with my social anxiety. I don't think anybody wants that. So that's why people may think people with anxiety are arrogant or rude. And with that, it's like people think that people with anxiety are wimps or are boring because they won't come out and party with you or they won't go cliff diving with you. I don't know. You may take them as wimps, but maybe they have an extreme fear of heights. Now, that might not be something with anxiety, but that's just in general. You know, if somebody doesn't do something that you can do or whatever, you're like, oh, you're a wimp, you're boring, you're this, that. Anyway, don't assume that and don't be saying that about people because, come on, humans are the opposite of boring. So, another stereotype that I want to say about regarding people with anxiety is that they are lazy. Now, I have a lot to say for this too. Now, people with anxiety are not lazy. I mean, I don't know people's current situation, but me being somebody who does have anxiety and who maybe has been called lazy or that stereotype being acted upon me, I can say we are we are not lazy. People with anxiety are not lazy because think about this. Sometimes, most times, people with anxiety get tired out so quickly from doing everyday things, especially things that cause them anxiety, social anxiety. They're at a social event or they're with a lot of people because they have to for a class or they have to for their job. Now, that may just be normal to you, may give you energy, you're an extrovert, I, whatever personality style you have. But for someone with anxiety, if you do have social anxiety and you go to this party or something, you come back, you sit in bed all day for the rest of the night, rest of the day, and people tag you as lazy? Sometimes, I don't know if people have thought about this, but sometimes anybody, but more specifically, people with anxiety, sometimes we are just trying to do the best we can. And sometimes, just like with anyone, we are all just trying to do the best that we can. So, your comment and your stereotype about saying that people with anxiety are lazy does not really help anybody. It really doesn't because it's like even though a social event energizes you and you love it, does not mean the same for me. It actually may be the quite opposite. So, it's just you do you, I'll do me. But we're all just out here trying to do the best that we can. And you commentating and telling me that I'm lazy for literally doing something that was so hard for me is not helping, like, at all. So, just another thing to say. And that just sleeping and laying down, sometimes you need to rest. And rest is good. And saying that everybody with anxiety is lazy is absolutely false. If we're getting up every day with our anxiety, we're living it up, we're trying to make the most of our life, that is anything but lazy. Sometimes, the most people have in them is just to get through the day. And just by getting through the day, that is progress. That is not a waste of time. That's not a waste of a day. Sometimes, all that people can do is just get through their day. So, think about that. Think about 
the other person's perspective. Now, the last thing that I wanted to say and the last stereotype regarding anxiety is that people may stereotype people with anxiety as being drama queens, for lack of better words, I guess, but for being very attention-seeking. Now, I will have to say this is absolutely false. There's already stereotypes against them, about them, so why would people want to draw more attention to themselves with anxiety? Do they want to get bullied? What would be the reason for them to be attention-seeking if they truly have, like, anxiety? So now I'm saying this. If you are attention-seeking for your anxiety, then do you really have it? Do you really have it? Because from my own experience, people that I know, people with an illness, this is just mental illness, but like I said, more specifically anxiety, I know for me, I would do everything that I could to not be the odd man out. I would do everything I could to not have people know that I have anxiety. I would do everything I could. I did not want the attention of being a like the girl with anxiety, you know, whatever that may be. So I can say that people with anxiety are anything but attention-seeking. Most people. I don't know, but I know for me that that's just not the case and that people that most people with anxiety are the exact opposite of attention-seeking. They don't want the attention on them because there's society has deemed it there's negative attention towards people with anxiety, like bullying, gossip, whatnot. So people with anxiety with truly people with people truly with anxiety are the exact opposite from attention seeking. They do not want attention. They do not want people to even notice them. They want to fly under the radar when they have anxiety. They don't want to be having a panic attack in front of everybody. They don't want to be, you know, being called rude and coming off as rude because of their anxiety. They want to fly under the radar. They don't want to bring attention to themselves. There's a negative connotation with anxiety in society. So that's why I would argue the majority of people with anxiety disorder are not attention seeking and are not drama queens so that's kind of all i have to say now to wrap up the episode i did not get any questions partly because i also think this was a very vague topic but it's all good because i had a lot to say about this topic and subject so again if these stereotypes relate to you if you've been acted upon by these stereotypes if you act upon these stereotypes Please stop and please evaluate and know how damaging they can be to others. And just to let everybody know, you are not your mental illness or you are not your flaws. You are not. You are so much more than your mental illness. If you do have one, if you don't, that's great. Then do not act upon stereotypes. So that's all I got to say, because living with a mental illness, Illness and mental disorder is hard enough. It really is. It's hard enough. And so people really do not need your commentary and your opinion. Like if they, if, if people need your opinion, they'll just ask. So do not give them your opinion that does way more harm than good. So that would be my last ending word. But I appreciate you guys all for listening. 
thank you for taking the time out of your day. It, it really means a lot. And go make sure to follow on at the Nest Podcast with Estella on Instagram. We got Facebook. And please rate this podcast of five stars on Spotify. Write a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts because that really does help out a lot. And yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. And thank you for listening. And with that being said, until next time.